to the 12 days of Chasemus. Yes. Now, we just happened to pick uh, Smoke Show's favorite movie for this episode, which is Gremlins. Yeah. I don't know where you guys get this idea that it's my favorite movie. <laughs> Me either. I mean, you actually, you've been posting some really cool things on, uh, you know, Facebook in your group pages and on your personal page. You have this advent calendar. The advent calendar. Like, what better time of year than to have an advent calendar? Right? It was was gifted to me, like, right after uh, Halloween, because I think it's supposed to be a Halloween advent calendar, because it's 31 days. Right. So I, so I just made sure to do it 31 days before Christmas. And That's what I was I mean, wondering. Oh. I was like, These, this doesn't match up with 24, 25 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think it's supposed to be Halloween, which, I mean, for Gremlins, does not it's, it doesn't fit. It's supposed to be Christmas. They, they got it wrong, right, right. <laughs> so I was just like, screw it. I'll just kind of start it in, like, I think it was, like, Thanksgiving I started it. And, yes. Yeah. And on the uh, Bad Santa show, because uh, the advent calendar is a big plot point in that movie, uh, you were brought up in the discussion. <laughs> was I really? <laughs> yes. Now, th- that that thing is pretty dope. Where did you get that sucker? A friend of mine had uh, sent it to me to try to get me into the Christmas spirit, because Christmas, like, around this time of year is kind of rough for me because of my brother passing away. Um, yes, yeah, I'm this sorry. His birthday in this time of year, or yeah, yeah. his birthday is this month, and that's also when I separated from my ex. Right. So it's 
So it was one of my friends just trying to get me in the Christmas spirit, and they knew my love for Gremlins, and they seen this advent calendar. They're going, well, this will give them something to look forward to every single day to open up, like, for Christmas. Yeah, that's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I believe it can be found on Amazon. Yeah, well, and I love that it's Gremlins, uh, your favorite movie. Now, what about you, Heather? Have you ever had an advent calendar? Well, yeah, but not one as fucking cool as Scott's. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just got those shitty ones that you get as a kid. And then he's got this, and, and it's turning into a movie theater. He left the best part out. It eventually becomes a movie theater, and he's going to set oh. them all up in it. It's going to be no, just like this. Wow. Do you have a personal favorite Advent Gremlin yet? Um, I'm leaning towards uh, either George or Mohawk, which I opened today. I love the 3D one. <laughs> oh, the 3D glasses? Yes, I fucking love that so much. Like, He's I can smiling have, like a lunatic, too. One. I love it. And you know what's great about, um, you know, all these different ones, too, is they're all from the movie, and they're all very distinct from each other as well. And it's just such a cool thing because it's not, it's not like, you know, <laughs> these characters really get fleshed out or whatever. Right. But, that just speaks to the impact. You know, this movie, I, I know there's obviously sequels made to it, but let's just pretend that, you know, we're not talking about those right now. But, you know, to make a movie like this that not only stands the test of the time, but, like, I consider a, a classic, you know, that speaks volumes to your movie. Yeah. Yeah, because this is one of those films that I watched when I was a young child, and I fell in love with it to the point that my parents had bought this, I don't even know what to call it. I think it was like a kind of like a board game. It would like fold out and it would have like the town that uh, everyone was in for gremlins. Yeah. And you'd have these uh, decals that you could place. They're like gremlin decals. So you could have them hanging off of people's roofs and stuff like that. And I really wish I still had it. But like I used to play, play with that like crazy and had all these little stickers. I'd always put all over it. And yeah, I don't know whatever happened to it, but I really <laughs> wish I still had that thing. <laughs> right on. But I've been obsessed with Gremlins pretty much since then, apparently. <laughs> well, that's awesome because we have some Gremlin-related questions for you guys. Some fun stuff lined up. So, oh, boy. Yeah. So, Lacey Lou, <laughs> what do we have up first? Uh, well, I just have a couple of questions, you know, to kind of get us in the Christmassy spirit Ooh. since this is 12 Days of Chasemus here. Yes. So, you know, Heather, obviously it's apparent you live in Canada. <laughs> Yeah, yes. A. A. So, um, is there any like, like Canadian traditions that are for Christmas that are separate that we don't do here in the U.S.? Yeah, judging Americans, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing that is honestly different is, and I know it's not Christmas, but the Black Friday sales because oh. that's where a lot of people get their Christmas gifts. We have them here, but they're not nearly as intense, and we don't have the Christmas parades. Now, mind you, we have a couple, right. but you guys seem to, like, love like parades and shit all the time. And that's <laughs> to be like... Especially if you live in New England because it's, like, every other month. But I've never been parade. to a parade, and I've never... The only parade I've ever seen was, like, on Ferris Bueller or Jingle All the Way. Yeah, oh, we wow. literally were talking about parades on another episode, and Lacey was like, the one from Ferris Bueller. I'm like, no, baby, we're talking about real parades. I was like, that was a real parade. <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> Well, so, no. Parades are a big thing. I was in a parade, baby. Well, but see, the thing is, I was supposed to go to my first parade this year yes. on St. Patty's Day, and that was the day they they uh, literally that day. That was the day they locked us down. Shut down. Oh. Yep. 
So I think I'm just not meant to see a fucking parade, and that's fine. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Like, look at a float and be like, oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> it actually reminds me of we... St. Patrick's Parade. I'd be fucking lit. That yeah, would be would. the best. That, was, yeah, that yeah. would be the best. Right? Now, we were talking to uh, Christian, and they were talking about Rudolph, and he was like, have you ever seen uh, Rudolph's Big New Year? And then Lacey goes, have you ever seen Rudolph's uh, Big Fourth of July? He's like, no, we don't know about that here in Canada. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Is that even a thing? I'm assuming it's not, right? Come on. Oh, no, yeah, that's real. Oh, it's real. Oh, that's no real. Way. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Wait, yeah. You, it's, on, it's on the Plex, so Ru check it out. Rudolph's oh, okay. Memorial Day uh, vacation. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I'm watching it tonight after this. <laughs> Do it. All right, what else we got? All right, so, like, obviously with Christmas comes, you know, um, snow. So yes. what I would like to know is, have you guys ever had, like, an epic snowball fight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, especially when, uh, my, when me and my brother were younger, we would have our friends over, especially if, like, we had a snow day. Did so you ever build our... snow forts? Yep, built snow forts, oh, built yeah. igloos. Um, and being, like, the asshole kids that we were, we would uh, make snowballs but then pour water on them and make them ice balls and <laughs> each other and bruise each other you're gonna murder someone what do you mean <laughs> yeah then someone was then someone got the bright idea of starting to stuff rocks inside of snowballs uh, <laughs> oh my scott. god were you guys in the fucking hunger games in michigan scott were you in juvie no we were just a bunch of bored teenage assholes in the podunk country town <laughs> oh that reminds me of one of my favorite scenes is a scene in the movie Out Cold where all the kids are throwing snowballs and then one kid finds a beer bottle and throws it at the dude's head. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> now, one of my most epic snowball fights, I didn't, I don't like being out in the snow. I don't like being out in the cold at all. I, I like, I live in Iowa, but I just never got used to the cold weather. But uh, when I was in eighth grade, we had an epic condom snowball fight. What? Yeah, like we filled uh, like a bunch of condoms with snow and like tied them like water balloons and just like that, started like keeping them at each other. That's not that's, what you're I want to do that this weekend. Like I think you just hate <laughs> right? my weekend plans. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was snow that the guys. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my snowball story. <laughs> now. Uh, do you guys have your Christmas tree up and presents wrapped yet? <laughs> yes, I do. I uh, I needed some joy this year, so I did that right. shit right at the end of November. Yeah. So now I'm just like, but the problem is I'm really excited because I bought stuff for my friend's kids, and I got to wait for them to open it. So that's the only thing that kind of sucks is that it's just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait. Um, but it's kind of helped, I'll be honest, having all the, the tree up and some decorations around. And I got, like, some stuff for outside has really helped kind of make me a little cheerier. Absolutely. How about you, Scott? Uh, for me, like, I have not decorated in the last couple of years just because, like I say, this month right. is kind of rough for me. Yeah. But uh, this year, with the advent calendar, I, I, got, <laughs> I, uh, I got that set up. I got my all my Gremlin figures all set up. I have a very... <laughs> Very tiny black Christmas tree with like a uh, bright pink tinsel wrapped around it. Oh. And then I have like some garland and it's all on the shelf, like next to my gremlin stuff. But then my gifts, I have them, have not wrapped them yet. And when it comes to giant Christmas trees, not with five cats. 
<laughs> oh yeah dude no you don't want none yeah. of that you don't want none of that now rapping do you plan on rapping do you know how to rap and i'm asking you scott because as a guy as a dude i have no fucking clue oh yes yes i i actually really enjoy so, the process of rapping gifts because i used to wrap christmas presents with my grandmother when i was little oh. so i learned from her and now i just uh i'll bust out like a bottle of wine throw on a christmas movie and just drink and fucking rap gifts you're just going to leave me out here to dry, huh, Scott? You're I am. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> no water. What Dan did last year, you guys, and I shit you not, he put all of the gifts in, like, our linen closet, or, like, our coat closet. The coat closet, not a linen closet. He put it in the coat closet. Uh, he would go upstairs, come back down, have the present behind his back, tell me, <laughs> tell me to close my eyes and hold out my hand. <laughs> I had, I had... <laughs> he was just being environmentally friendly. That's all. Correct. He didn't. He didn't want to waste all that paper, right, Dan? Want to call it? But literally, that happened. Like he had like ten gifts, and then he got me like this big bookshelf. And instead of bringing it down, I hid it behind my back. No, he didn't. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, "All right, baby." He's like, "Just go look at the top of the stairs. That's your next gift." And, and it's just this big bookcase, or you know, like it's what I put the DVDs on. Yeah, well, and it just like standing. I was like, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> I mean, not being wrapped. <laughs> yeah, no, we got it. <laughs> you know, like there's so much joy of just ripping fucking paper. Okay, oh, it is. I am going to make an effort. To watch a YouTube video to learn how to rap. Can you please like Eminem? Like, no, can you please like film yourself rapping? So yes. Like and then post Yo, it after. Check it. No, Here not that. No. Here Chase on the mic because I'm can't erase. You're fucking stupid. Yo, no. Okay. Here, here's my one stipulation. I will do that, but I am wrapping all my presents in newspapers like Billy and, Bra and Black Christmas. No. <laughs> 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 Where's Agnes? So. <laughs> That's how we're dance thought processes. That's I love right. it. All right. So what we've been doing on um, each of these shows is we have a segment for everybody, and we kind of cater it to you know uh, the episode. That to we're you doing. guys. Yeah. So this is called the segment is called Slate. It isn't so fact or fiction. Ooh. And in this. Oh, sorry. That is it's, not the right. It's, it's the dun, ESPN. Dun, 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 yeah, that was terrible. What but song is that? That's from the fucking Gremlins. Dun, 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 no. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes. He's Did I do it wrong? It was. I'll say, Lacey was closer. All of these questions are, you know, surrounding the Gremlins movie. Yes. And so I'm going to ask each one of you a question, and you got to tell me uh, fact or fiction, okay? All right. All right. We're going to start with uh, Heather. Oh, God. Okay. No Googling is allowed. All right. Googly All right. eyes are allowed. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Fact or fiction. Phoebe, Phoebe Kate was said to be miscast by critics. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with fact. That is correct. What? Who the fuck said that? Uh, they said that she was uh, too risque based off of her previous roles, so that it was hard to believe that. Uh, <laughs> oh, from Fast Fast Times at Ridgemount. <laughs> yeah, so that it was uh, said to be believed that uh, she was too sexualized for this role, even though I think she did a great job. 
She yeah. did an absolutely great job, and that had nothing to do with her character in this Not movie. at all. Like, I think, and that just kind of goes to show that, you know, people are very chauvinistic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Especially back then. All right, so one point for Heather. I'll now bet you they feel <laughs> stupid now. now. Now, Lacey, please don't make me turn in my Gremlin fan card. Uh, we're about to find <laughs> out. All right, fact or fiction, Scott? In the original draft, uh, there was a cut that had the Gremlins at a BK, a Burger King, early, um, or eating people instead of burgers. Oh. Um... Seems like I would have heard this one before, so I am gonna say that is fiction. Um, it's part fiction. Um, I I changed the um restaurant location. It was actually a McDonald's. But they were eating oh, people. Yes. Really? Yes. I never heard this one before. Wow. That makes more sense. Like it seems like uh, human meat would taste more like a, a McDonald's burger. You know, and this just actually uh, this just has inspired me because I actually have the second draft of the script here on my uh, shelf. So I may what, have to read that Scott? and see if there's any differences. Of course you do, Scott. Of that course was, you do. Sakes. Oh, well, that was the birthday <laughs> gift for do. this year from one of my friends. <laughs> later when you read it. Wow. That is amazing. So did he get it right? Uh, yeah, well, well, technically, well, had I said McDonald's, <laughs> he would have gotten it wrong. But because mm. I changed it to Burger King, he got it right. Rixie, <laughs> this is like a JP game show. I know. I'm <laughs> 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 All right, Heather. This film had the MPAA rating scale changed. Oh, I'm gonna go with fiction. That is incorrect. It is true. Oh, yep. That Indiana yes. Jones were the ones that make the PG-13. Yes. Oh. Yep. And they're coming out with a final Indiana Jones. And a very dark script to Gremlins 3, apparently. Oh. Yes, yes, we'll see if that ever actually gets off the ground, but I am excited. Yeah, we're hoping. Is that is that a thing? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's definitely. Oh, right on. Right on. Yeah. All right, Scott, you ready? Yes. All right, fact or fiction. Spielberg's favorite scene in this movie is when Kate is talking about her dad in the chimney when he broke his neck. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. His mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. The firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird and instead they pulled out my father he was dressed in a Santa Claus suit he'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve his arms loaded with presents he was gonna surprise us he slipped and broke his neck died instantly 
And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. I am going to say yes on this one. Uh, fact. That is incorrect. Oh. oh. It is his least favorite scene, and he actually wanted it cut from the film. He said it was too dark. He hated it. Um, but Joe Dante insisted on keeping it in, so Spielberg let him. Damn. <laughs> All right, Scott, I want your Gremlins credit card and that advent calendar. Right. I'm sending you all my action figures, everything Gremlins I own. I want all your Critters action figures. <laughs> oh, Critters, oh, you son of a <laughs> All right, Heather. There was originally a Gremlin named Smokey. Oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> True. Fit, or sorry, fact. That's incorrect. Oh, I, made, oh. I made that up for the fucking But that could have easily <laughs> been one, though. That could have easily been I got you there. That's okay. That's I okay. I that this is not one of Heather's favorite movies. <laughs> you know, you may be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Gremlins 2. Yes, that's true. Gremlins 2, definitely. The new batch. Now, I have one more question, and it's going to Smoke Show. All right. All right. Fact or fiction? There you was... have an advent calendar that... No, I'm kidding. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There was never supposed to be a gremlin named Stripe. Um, I'm going to... Hmm. See, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards fact on this one. Because they don't really ever say his name till towards the end. And like only Billy says it. Uh, that is correct. Oh! Um, originally, there was going to be no Stripe. And uh, it was going to be uh, Gizmo... Um, who was going to, you know, evolve into uh, what Stripe was, basically. Um, but Spielberg said, no, he thinks that, you know, Gizmo was so likable and cute that he didn't want the audience to turn on him. Wise choice. Yes, yeah. that is a why. I totally agree so, with that. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was just a fun little bit of trivia with those questions as well. Absolutely, for sure. And I, I didn't think do that... as terrible as I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, both of you did fantastic. Yes, you both I performed as one. expected. <laughs> you both win a chance to come back to cut to the chase. <laughs> They're like, we'll take it. Best <laughs> prize ever. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we are going to get into our feature review here. And before we do so, I am going to read um, the IMD. I am. DB. Yes. Wow. Apparently I've been saying it wrong. And I just I just love it. Like I just love to watch it happen and apparently I say I am BD. I am DB. I've heard a lot of people actually say it that way. But I never realized he 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 told me yesterday. I didn't know about it until then. I had to. Yesterday was the four year anniversary of Cut to the Chase, I had to tell you. I've been saying it wrong on every episode. You've been saying it wrong for two years. No, I'm kidding. I say it wrong. I I think, like Scott said too, a lot of people get that wrong, though. I say a lot it wrong of, all the time. Especially when you say it quickly. It's yeah. just when you do it, it's so damn cute. Aww. <laughs> so I didn't want to, like, stop you. Well, you ruined it now. No. It could have been, like, a running no. joke just in your head. It was. It'll Here's a good, way to, a good way to remember it, is just think of Brandon Orlick and go, IMDb. Yes, that's what that's what, exactly what Dave Z said to us as well. <laughs> IMDb. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here comes my Christmas narration voice, and let's see how IMDb. Wow. You're welcome. It gets it uh, right or wrong on this here. 
a boy inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. Bravo! <laughs> Did you like that narration voice? I, I tried to it up every time. Did, did sound, sound like an English an English lady speaking about a Hallmark movie. I thought it was fucking Christmas morning. You're welcome. <laughs> I know my voice is buttery smooth. Your voice is like a present under the tree, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, so my personal discovery of this movie is actually pretty recent. Um, I, I made several attempts to watch it. I did watch it last year, and we actually did podcast on it. But, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, but the show was never released. Now, I will say that watching it again, how I felt on that first watch, uh, the, the viewing experience uh, definitely went up since the last time. Well, why wasn't the show released? Why wasn't the show? I don't even uh, know. Because Mike Merriman was recording and he lost the audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Fucking typical. He fell asleep on it. Yep. <laughs> I totally... I, no. I, I forgot about that, but I totally believe that that happened. <laughs> no, you know what, guys? Uh, this isn't the first time that Dan has, you know, had a recent discovery of a Christmas movie. I'm kind of starting to feel like he hated Christmas prior to being with me. It's not true. Because, no. no, I think it is. Uh-uh, baby. You can't even rap? What do you mean? I can't go. You can't rap presents. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you hadn't seen Edward Scissorhands. You hadn't seen Scrooge. You hadn't seen Gremlins. I feel like the song. Wow. I feel like the video for I'm Not Okay is about to kick in. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's a deep cut right there. I just want to. I don't get it. <laughs> I thought that was but, your favorite band. I know it's My Chemical Romance, but I don't get why that would kick in. Because it was in my head and it was hilarious. Okay. You're welcome. Now, did you hate Christmas? No, I, baby, I love Christmas. No, I love Christmas. I will say this, though, that um, it was full of a lot of, like, you know, the Santa Claus movies and, like, movies that are, like, just okay. You know what I'm saying? It was only later to where I really got into horror movies and I not only appreciated Gremlins, but I've now grown to love it because it is. It's 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 a horror movie in a lot of ways, but it's also, when you see Spielberg's name on it and, you know, uh, Joe Dante's name on this, you can Chris feel Columbus. that. Chris Columbus? Chris yes. Columbus as well. All three of them. But whatever you say, Ebenezer. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, Heather, uh, what's your experience with, you know, watching this film? That's all I get. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Well, I, I saw it when I was really young. And then I saw it again last year for the first time when Scott and I hung out for the first time. And we went to this yeah. theater that Ooh. didn't pay their um, heating bill. So it was oh, yeah. pretty <laughs> fucking cold in that theater. But there is a dude there who gave like a... 20 minute kind of lecture about gremlins and the behind the scenes filming and mm. he had all this gremlin stuff and him and scott became boyfriends like it was a serious <laughs> time <laughs> um and i enjoy it like i think it's a fun christmas movie i'm not as high on it as scott is um mm. but i do i what i really respect about the movie is the puppeteering and the practical oh, effects. Yeah. You know, I think that's yeah. really what stands out to me personally. Ah, makes me happy. We can continue podcasting together. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Scott? Where did uh, your um, erection for this movie begin? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and well, would it go down? I was about, uh, I was a wee little child, and okay, when that like erection that happened, I was going, what's this? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that, uh, my stepdad worked for a video distribution company, and he would always bring home VHSs and add them to our collection, because, you know, when you get a new releases at rental stores, you get like 20 copies of a movie. And right. when they're not re- new releases anymore, a lot of those copies go away and they're stuck with like two or three when they're older films. Right. So, you know, we built up our movie collection through that and my stepdad brought home Gremlins one day and I would say I was probably about five or six years old because yeah, it came out in 84. Uh, so yeah, about five or six when I seen it and it scared the hell out of me because of, mons- like, of the Gremlins. They were just like really freaky, especially for back then. But right. at the same time, I was fascinated because they also cracked me up the way they acted. Right. Yeah. Because you can tell right off the bat, Joe Dante is a Looney Tunes and Three Stooges nut. And <laughs> right. You can see it shine through with the way these gremlins act with each other, and it brings that levity that I love. But yep. yeah, and then pretty much I'd watch it every so often back then. And then as I got older, it dawned on me that it was actually a Christmas movie because back then I guess I just didn't really figure it out. So right. now it's a yearly tradition that I've been doing it for, I'd say, 10, 12 years. Wow. Nice. And yeah, having Heather come visit last year and meeting us, we're, us meeting for the first time, that was just like perfect timing because I was like, Gremlins is playing at this theater. She's like, well, shit, I'll come to visit. I'm like, well, this Her. is going to be a lot of fun. Hell yes. <laughs> right. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I think the main thing that that I keep coming back to with this movie is its balance. You know, it balances everything. Like you said, it scared you as a kid, but it also made you laugh. And I mentioned Spielberg's name on it. Like you said, uh, Christopher Columbus, all these all these things where it it is literally so important, I think, in movies like this, because if you go one way with it, if you go, you know, too too gory or too much or whatever, then it'll take on a different feel. And then you add in Christmas with it, and then all of kind of those implications, because this movie with, with the Gremlins, I think you could make it a movie in itself without Christmas. But you add that extra layer onto it, and I think it's, beautifully done i think it's perfect and i also think that generally speaking that's hard to achieve well see and for me uh where i first watched this i always knew it was like a christmas movie the part that like i struggle with is if it's a horror movie um when we watched it um on rewatch two years ago when you know the podcast was supposed to come out at that point in time but because obviously it was meant to happen now guys right now right Right it was just meant to be yes um I came, like, I was one of those people, it's not a fucking horror movie. Like, I I truly believed it was not a horror movie. And it wasn't until that watch that I was like, well, there's some pretty horrific fucking things in this movie. Right. Yeah. Um, It's pretty dark. Um, However, on this watch, I I, I still don't don't feel like, it's weird. I think it's a mood thing for me. I I know what you mean, Like, I didn't feel like it was horror watching it this time around. Like, when, you know, we'll get into, like, the minute details of why later. But it's weird. It Like, I remember, like, sitting there watching it two years ago in, like, 2018. And I'm like, wow, this is, like, fucking horrific. Like, if children were to watch this, right, like, why right. did I not pick up on these things when I was a kid? Right. You know? Because um, I never believed it was a horror movie. Like, it was just cute little gizmo, you know? Like, I think, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Focus only on certain things. And then when I watched it on that, I was like, this is pretty horrific. And then watching it... Um, you know, earlier I was just like, 
this is hilarious. Right. Like I like if I was a kid, I would want to you know hang out with all the gremlins. Like it, it, it's weird. Like it's right. definitely one of the, it's a mood piece. Right. Depending oh, on your definitely is. Too. As you get older, you want to party with those gremlins in the bar. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they might escape yes. you. As a kid. But I, but I also think too that like I said, it's that balance where I think that it was purposefully done where it's not supposed to be just a horror movie. You know, there's the, there's a lot of genres in this, you know, it's got that magical feel of Christmas as well. When he's, when he's asking her out on a date, uh, you know, when it's snowing out, man, some of these scenes in this movie, some of the cinematography, like you, we, we keep saying with all these movies that we're doing here on cut to the chase, it's like, does it get you into the the Christmas spirit? Right. Dude, this movie, just the cinematography alone, like, you're there. You're fucking transported. Like, right there. And and to kind of go into this world, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like, in a sense, you could label it, I guess, technically, like, a creature feature, right? But, right. like, oh, for sure. at, but at the same time, like you said, like, Looney Tunes, Muppets and shit, it's, it's, it's comical. So it's got all these different things, but I think that you can combine any crazy different genre. And if you do it right, like, you know, Spielberg is, that's why he's a genius. He can do stuff like that. Then it's, it's, if it's done, you know, and balanced well, then it can be a terrific movie. And I think that this movie is. So I want to pose this question to you guys, because without a doubt in my head, this movie is by far a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not necessarily a horror movie for me. And those two topics, I, I literally don't know how people even debate the fact of whether this is a Christmas movie or not. I mean, Gizmo is literally a, a fucking Christmas present. That's right. So, if it has to do with the plot, like, you can't deny it. Well, then, like, there's no real true movie that's a Christmas movie unless Santa's fucking in it. You true, know what right, I mean? Like, right. what is the meaning of Christmas? Right. Like, well, you know. I, okay. When we did Edward Scissorhands, there was a point in that where it was debatable because it's like there's a there's a good section of the movie that takes place, which is at the end during Christmas, but mm-hmm. the rest is you know in summertime and all these things. This movie he from, makes it fucking snow. It's uh, Christmas, right? Well, right. I, and I agree with you, but I'm saying that one is debatable. This one should not even be put on the table. Yeah. Like, this is a Christmas Okay, so you believe it is Christmas. Do you believe it's horror? Um, it has horror elements. Not really, per se. No. Okay, what about you, Heather? I think it's a horror movie. I, but I think it's a kid horror movie. I I don't think this is a serious, like, horror movie. I think if you maybe wanted to put on something as a family that's a little scary, but a little funny, it was meant to be much more graphic. Like, that kitchen scene was supposed to be a lot more intense than it actually yeah. is. Um, I remember when we were sitting in the theater and when uh, Kate, is it Kate tells her story about her dad? Yeah. And I turned to Scott and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> got fucking dark. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I feel like it dances in it, but it's definitely like a family, like right. kind of horror-ish movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the mother was originally supposed to have her head ripped off and thrown out the window. Wow. Yeah, it was yep. supposed to be a lot darker. And I think the dog was supposed to get killed when it was hung up with the Christmas tree lights. Yeah. No way. Really? 
I still mm-hmm. didn't like him, even though, like, they didn't kill him, like, which I'm very glad for because I hate seeing that shit. It still bugged me to see him strung up on those lights. Oh, and I you see. know what, though? Yeah. I think that if it was even darker, I think we would all appreciate it for that as well. But it would definitely take on a different tone, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it would have blown up to be what it is. I like that kitchen scene, though. That, like, okay, so I watched it, and it, it like, technically it was, like, probably my second, maybe third time seeing it. But, man, that felt so fresh and just funny and just, you know, you say they toned it down, but, man, that motherfucker was in a blender with blood splatting all over the it, wall. Like, well, they, that scene they, alone they, is the reason that it got PG-13. Oh, well, really? Okay. Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, no. And it's effective, man. Like, I watched that and I was like, wow. I was like, they're really kind of uh, pushing this, aren't they? You know, because you mentioned, um, you know, when you whenever you get like Spielberg and like, you know, Close Encounters and all these things where, like we said, it's not like horror elements, but they're like sci-fi and just like, you know, out of the ordinary when it comes to this, like we said, it's pretty basic. You got the gremlins and then you got the look that they have when they haven't been hatched yet which is a fucking crazy good image. Yes. yes. So what was your opinion on Christmas or horror, Scott? Uh, I say it is definitely both. Um, like, the Christmas part, like you were saying, Gizmo is a gift, a Christmas gift. Um, gremlins are outside singing Christmas carols. There's freaking, like, it's snowing outside, which already there's a huge just uh, plot hole right there because snow is frozen water. Gremlins are walking on it, heating it up. Why aren't they multiplying? Oh, but anyways. for fuck's sake, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there, and then uh, you had Santa um, Claus excuse getting me. into um, I just don't think that this was okay because there was snow on the ground. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Hey, I couldn't resist. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. I still got to at least point out the plot holes. I know, I know. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and you also have Santa Claus, the guy dressed as Santa Claus getting attacked by the gremlins. Like, yes, if you took away the, like, the snow and saying it was on Christmas, would it still be a right. Christmas film? Yes, because they do bring it up in the plot. That's how right. I look at it. Yeah, um, no matter what way, yeah. For the horror part, I would say, like, it's definitely, like, that perfect balance of horror and comedy, because the horror being what Heather brought up with, uh, Phoebe Kate's character talking about like her father dying on Christmas. And that's, that's when I realized there was no Santa Claus. It's like right there. That's going to traumatize children. Cause if they're young and they see that there goes your whole believing in Santa Claus. Um, then obviously the kitchen scene with the freaking, uh, just the gore that's going on there. You have the Christmas tree attack, which like, you know, take that scene out of gremlins and just watch that scene alone. Right. You you could see that in a horror film. Right. Like a creature right. popping out and attacking the attacking the mother. Right. Same with I like love, I think that's the scariest scene in the movie is the Christmas tree. Well and yeah. And like you see like the you know, the dots on the head, you know, of the gremlin and it's 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 one of the most effective shots in the entire film. Right. And oh, it is. the Christmas tree literally looks like it's coming to life when it's on top of her. Right. Yeah. yeah and, 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 I was saying, like, and then the one, la- the like, the final scene with Stripe, with he, with him melting down, and that, that's like body horror right there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there was. It kind of reminded me of you know when they have the uh, like they're hatching. Yep. Um, you know the green. Uh, what are they call? What do they call them? Like the the pods. Yeah, the pods. Oh. Yes, when they're in their pods, it totally reminded me of um, the fly. Oh yes. yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, it really did. I don't know. Like, so, I think the fly came out 
a little before this film, obviously, uh, right? Uh, the original Fly did the Fly remake, I think it was 88 or 89. Oh, okay. So maybe that but, uh, got inspiration like, from this as well. Those pods actually remind me of uh, the alien facehugger pods. Alien. That, that, see, and that's what I was thinking. Well, yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. that's right. You haven't. Yeah. God. <laughs> I've only seen I've only seen um what was what's the newest one that came out? <clears throat> uh oh god, Prometheus or uh uh, uh Covenant. Yeah. Which one? Covenant. Alien or, Goes to the yeah, Beach. The, the only one I've seen is Alien Covenant. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you watched one of the more lamer ones unless you want to watch Fastbender on Fastbender sexy action. I enjoyed it. Covenant, I hey, I love that movie. That I enjoyed it. it. It was a return to form in a lot of ways, but that that series is kind of a clusterfuck as well, though. Oh, it so is. It is. It's fun though. I don't care. I even like one of the first Alien vs Predator. I don't even care. Oh, I love Alien vs Predator. Right? Great movie. I, hey, I wanted to like the second one. I just couldn't fucking see it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean? The movie itself. It's it's so dark. Yeah, kind of like the OG Texas Chainsaw. Correct, correct, except darker. Really? <laughs> yes. I didn't know it could get much darker than that film. It can. Yes. Like you indeed. just hear screaming the entire time. <laughs> so true. So true. Um. All right. So back to Gremlins, guys. Yes. So, uh, uh, so I think we all kind of agree for the most part that it is definitely a Christmas film. Yes. Yep. And I'm still questionable at times if it is horror. Like I, I get it, well, but at the same time, I, I think I like it'll depend on my mood when I'm watching it. Right. Well, and and Scott had mentioned, okay, this is a scene. And and like you said, that that's one scene in a movie. Well, then it's like a numbers game because if you isolate those scenes, hundred percent that's horror. But like, how many of those constitute a horror movie? I think of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Two with the Doc Ock scene. You know? Oh yeah. Take that fucking scene, and that is straight like, hey, Sam Raimi is back, and he just did some crazy ass shit and it's and it's in a spider-man movie i remember that scared the fuck out of me when i first saw that so is spider-man a horror movie no like william defoe he's fucking off the wall don't get me wrong but like yeah so no, i don't know you, just I, got, you I, had I, to have multiple scenes of that like interspersed correct. throughout Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I don't know. I I've always said this about labeling movies and you know categorizing them. It really never will come into play unless you're looking uh, for a way to categorize it in your collection. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's it. I see your take. But I think it's all about personal preference um, or personal opinion. Well, for what? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's all just you know based on your brain. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I guess I guess <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I've seen people literally argue over the fact of, hey, this is a horror movie or it's not. To me, I've always said, who the fuck cares? Like who like does, when will that ever come into well, play? Well, it just did. It just did, I guess. Wow. <laughs> All right. So guys, I want to get into the, the background of the Mogwai. <laughs> let's let's move on from that conversation to get into the Mogwai. So like obviously the beginning of the film starts with um, his dad and he's the narrator as well. Yep. And, he, and he's going to uh, he's an inventor, which I don't know if I mean, I guess the, it, that sets it up for some cool shit to happen later. Yeah, that he, like, was... Because, yeah, they don't really give you, like, the history of where Gizmo truly came from, which, like, I think that's going to be kind of told in that weird prequel cartoon thing that's going to be coming out. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you find you, his father finds uh, Gizmo in this uh, 
old Chinese, like old Chinese district shop with an old man, old Chinese man, just uh, kind of has Gizmo tucked away in a dark corner in this little crate, and you hear just the uh, uh, Gizmo's humming of his song, which I can't hit that high pitched note, but I would totally do it try. if I could. At least try. <laughs> <laughs> that's great scott thank you you're welcome (laughs) was the was the old man really blind in real life or was that like for like creepy effect i think that was just for the effect of the movie and i think i broke dan <laughs> I thought for some reason I always thought he was Mr. Miyagi. That's gonna be the intro for this. I episode. thought that too. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I thought that too when I first saw it. I'm like, ah, oh, Mr. Miyagi, wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think that's racist. I thought <laughs> I, I know. Hey, I thought it was the little kid from Indiana Jones. Doctor Jones! We're terrible people. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that too. <laughs> now, now, what the fuck? What was he trying to sell? A smokeless ashtray? Uh, no, at, when he first shows up, he's trying to sh- uh, sell the bathroom buddy. Which yeah. that is is just a, like it squirts out some liquid of some sort, like toothpaste or something. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, don't worry about that. That's that's supposed to happen. Yeah, and then he hears Gizmo doing that song, and he finds him in the corner and like tries to buy him. And the shopkeeper's like, "Not for sale. You can't. You, the, too many rules. No one. You're you're not responsible enough." And then the son ends up, or the grandson ends up, like saying, "All right, go outside. I'll talk to I'll talk to grandfather." And right. we need well, we need the well, money. Yeah, because no. he was gonna pay double or something, wasn't he? Like he yeah. was saying, "How much do you want? Like I'll give you whatever you want." Right. Yeah. Why not for sale? Yeah. <laughs> right. Now the plot problem that I have mostly is why did he not question why he couldn't get fucking wet like or the fact that he can't eat after midnight or like why is it the son that you know can kill him like he didn't question any of that like he's just like all right you have three rules son (laughs) so true here's what I'll say about that though I think that not getting into the minutia of the backstory in this particular movie is probably the best idea. Yeah. I was curious too, but leave it up to everybody's imagination because the second you start really getting into it, explaining it, whatever. Hey, it's an old Chinese dude in a shop. Like that's all. <laughs> the, that's yeah. all the origin story that I need. Like it's he's magic. he's seen some shit. Like Ada was talking about, uh, you know, the the pigeon lady in Home Alone too. She's seen some shit. Well, so yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I don't know. He's blind in one eye. Well, she's been <laughs> in Central Park. So I don't think he's seen as half as much. She, as you would oh, think. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, love it. But, but, but he knew, like, he could see well enough to, you know, find where the dad lived. Here's the thing, though. He was so right. Like, that guy was completely irresponsible. And the way... He delivered, you know, the information that he got, which I, when the kid said it, like, I took that pretty seriously. I was like, okay. But the way he, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, a couple things here. Yeah. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to tell you, after we almost killed Gizmo by, right. by taking a picture with him and putting the flash right in his face. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, by the way, you can't do that either. You might kill him. Like, what do you mean? Why didn't you tell me that? Right, so, right. 
So clearly, I, this I, guy, <laughs> this, clearly this guy was irresponsible, though. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that that Chinese dude was 100% correct. Oh, he definitely shitty was. husband. Who's like, right. hey, honey, I just bought our kid a random fucking exotic pet that I'm going <laughs> to give to him on Christmas Day right? that we know nothing about. Here you go. <laughs> Surprise. How you still breathe in that fucking box wrapped up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Like, I never understood, like, why people wrap pre- pets. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, like in National Lampoon like, Vacation? Yeah. yeah. What? Well, yeah. that one is just, not, that one is accidental. <laughs> that is great. But, no, it, like, Was it? like yeah. I, I think it's a form of, like, pet abuse. It is, for like, sure. I would be so pissed if, like, you came home and brought me a dog wrapped up. Yeah, like, but, yeah, but baby, it would be wrapped, at least. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I didn't. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I agree completely. Completely. You know what? I'm not gonna wrap any of your presents. <laughs> Just go to the closet, Lazy, and pull them out one by one. No, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do one better. I'm just gonna look him in the eye, and I'm gonna be like, "All right, this is what I bought you." Oh, guys, I'm gonna tell you one of the gifts I got her. She's gonna flip. No, I'm going to tell you guys one of the that. gifts I got him. He you have no him. idea. You have no idea. No, you have no, <laughs> no idea. Watch it be the same fucking thing. Watch. I think it might be. I wouldn't doubt us. We're we're thinking we're so slick. Probably the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, well. I hope you have twinsies here. That's awesome. <laughs> they were like, they're like, we want to know what it is now. Right. I know. I'll I'm like, this. oh, man. Like, I'm oh, going to be watching that Facebook page, refreshing that bitch on Christmas morning. I'm going to be like, what did they get? <laughs> oh, oh, Heather, Heather, it's even better. It's even better. I'll tell you all about it. What after. do you mean? Ha- oh, you it's mean? even better than that, Heather. Yes. Oh, like, have yeah. you guys ever been so excited to give somebody a present? And like, oh, so man, excited. Really like, to give you the present. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Lacey Lou gave me a present on her birthday. Let's put it that way. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh. that's how giving she is. She's like, I want to give you a present. Like, that's how much you love to give people. And I will say this, Lacey Lou, honestly, hands down, best gift giver ever. Now, in terms of obliging people that win contests, sorry, Scott Crawford. Yeah, we sold you a DVD. <laughs> as far as that goes, I swear that's in the mail. But in terms of oh. gift giving, Lacey Lou is the best. The best yeah, the we best. owe him thoroughbreds. You know what? I'm going to send that uh, after Christmas. They've already <laughs> come I completely with... forgot about it, actually. They already came out with thoroughbreds, too. <laughs> that was like three years ago. No, that was two years ago. <laughs> well, that was the first episode that we did solo together. And I was like, you know what would be cool to get people to like want to listen to me, too? Is <laughs> we'll, we'll have a contest. We're going to send you this podcast on an 8-track. Yes. yes. But yeah, but no, I will put that out to you, Scott, if you still want it. Oh, I, I would. I was like, I completely forgot about it, honestly. But yeah, that'd be great. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that was at a point in time to where you know I was going through my divorce and a lot of shit was going on. But yes, I, I will get oh, that yeah, out I, to you. <laughs> I understand. You and I did th- went through the same shit around the same time. I was like, ah, DVD at this time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Right? I actually prefer Mogwai. <laughs> if you guys could send him Gizmo, that's actually what yeah. he really wants. Yeah, send me Gizmo Rap. if you could. No, don't wrap. wrap the poor little guy. With a bow on it. With a bow. Now, I'll turn him into Rambo Gizmo. 
<laughs> what do you guys think about uh, the voice of Gizmo? Like, it's obviously Howie Mandel, and like, is that, is that a, like, do they even like? I, I think it's kind of cool, but is it needed? No, it's not needed at all. Like, what the fuck? The only reason it's notable is because it's Howie Mandel. And he was popular, obviously, in, like, Little Monsters, and and of, he had his own fucking TV show. It's kind of like George Clooney, you know, doing uh, the dog voice on South Park. I thought you were going to say Batman. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much the same thing. No! <laughs> no, like, because he was like, yeah, I want to guest on South Park. You right. Know? He's like, I want to lend my voice, and they had him just be a fucking dog. Yep, Did they they was, uh, gay dog. <laughs> I didn't know that. No? No, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I think that was, like, season one or two. Oh wow! I'm really in touch with everything going on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like. Uh, I don't know if it's necessary to be like making Gizmo talk, but at the same right. time, if Gizmo didn't talk, you wouldn't have the Gremlins talking, which right. I just love hearing Stripe just with his like very limited vocabulary. Right. Yum yum. <laughs> or well, club club. <laughs> right, and dude, that's one of the best parts of this movie is the fucking noises that they make. Like, you think that they're saying stuff at some point that kind of sounds like words, but not really. But you totally understand, like, what they're going for. No, I love it when, okay, so my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, it probably is my favorite scene, is, you know, when uh, the old bitch, the, the villain of the movie. The old bitch. That you just hate. Um, says, Mrs. Deagle. Deagle. Mrs. Deagle, Deagle. yeah. And she, like, they fuck with her chair. Like, she says she has a bad heart. But, I mean, she wanted to put the dog down, so fuck that bitch. Well, and... Oh, she was yeah. she was awful. It reminded me of the scene in, obviously, Wizard of Oz with the Wicked Witch of the West, right? With, uh... When she, dog, when she comes in the opening scene for the dog. Yeah. That's what it... I mean, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that's all I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. Da -da 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 -da. But like, okay, there's carolers outside, and she's like, "I'll show them." And like, she comes out with you know the cup of water, which is obviously the worst thing you can fucking do. Right. Yep. <laughs> well, and then you get her in the very beginning when she's huffing and puffing, going down to the bank. Yeah. And you get the uh, mother and her two little children just like, "Oh, Mrs. Deagle, we're gonna be two weeks late on the rent. Can you? Is there any way you can allow it? No. You guys better start finding a different way to pay right now. But we're <laughs> really starved. And then you like, she's like, "Oh, well, Merry Christmas to you too." And she closes the door, and you hear the kids going, "Mommy, we're hungry." And she's like, "I am too, sweetie. I am too." Oh my it's god, like, that, oh my that hit god. the feels. What are you talking about, Scott? That's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. That just shows Miss Deagle is like so evil. It was a throw. Well, to the Christmas Carol but, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> she totally got what was coming and it was justified as fuck. Yep. Yes. It's, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, but it's not Christmas it. until Gremlins throws Mrs. Deagle out the window. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, that was the best thing like, it ever, It goes so dude. fast, but like my favorite part, like even though, like, I mean, I love seeing her go up the stairs and out the window, but the best part is after she like falls, like you just hear the Gremlins laugh about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Kopek! Kopek, you stop that, you bad kitty. Cars and a tractor trailer. Hey, we thought. All right. You stop that. You stop. You stop that. Hey. Oh, crap. 
Oh, face up to me, kitty. You start eating before everybody gets here. Come on, old dollar bill. Yes, here we go, old dollar bill. Mama, fix you something good to eat here. Everybody here? Oh, all right. Let's go. Mommy's coat. Here's old. Christmas carolers. I hate Christmas carolers. Screeching voice, little blue snippers. I warned you, Brad! <laughs> They're such mischievous assholes, and they just and they enjoy every single thing they are doing. Now, let me let me ask you guys a question. Now, besides like a scary movie type of situation, right? Now, today would would a scene like that uh, fly? No pun intended. Uh, would that would that be okay today? Because first of all, with one of those old fucking chairs. Um, that kind of implies like a disability, right? Or old age, one or yeah, the other. My, my company actually sells those and installs those. <laughs> Are you serious? Really? Yep. Scott, yep. you gotta rig one up like the movies. <laughs> I don't think I would have much of a job left if I did Do that. it! No, for me, Scott, I want and it. I'm only, and I'm only accountant. I don't touch that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it for me, Scott. Make it happen, please. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do, Dan. I'll see what I can okay, do. Okay, thank you. That's all I want for Christmas. That's it. No, uh, that fucking scene, though, like, a lot of it, like, the Gremlins' reaction to this movie, a lot of it is, is really funny stuff. That fucking scene had me dying, dude. Like, I could watch that shit for days. And like, you, and like you said, though, baby, it's, like, perfect because it's it's not even fucking her getting, like, <laughs> it's not even her going out the stairs. It's not even her going out the window. It's them laughing. Like, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's the best part. Hilarious, dude. Like, there's certain scenes, and the way they're constructed is just fucking genius. I was just going to agree, because, like, yeah, like, the chaos in the bar is, like, one of the greatest, funniest scenes oh. for me of the whole entire movie. I want to be in a bar. <laughs> you, mean, you, mean you know, when I watch that scene, I'm like, fuck, I miss going to bars. It's been a while. <laughs> and maybe Kate's is lighting all their cigarettes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, man, and... She keeps serving them. I don't get why she just keeps yeah, serving yeah. them. That I'm surprised she just didn't fucking book it out the building. Right. Like, what is going on? Like, and, obviously, these aren't, pa- like, real Patreons. They, they, they're yeah, they're they, fucking they, creatures. Like. Right. And, yeah, they don't clearly don't have money. They don't have, like, social skills. It's funny, though, because that was one of the funniest things I thought 
was how the fucking gremlins interacted with each other. Like yeah. it's it's such a selfish kind of like like the one guy who's who's just fucking with the with the jazz guy smoking the cigarette and, and <laughs> like it's so brilliant. Like they they just don't give a fuck and like they kind of work together but not really. And like how intelligent really are they if they're playing cards? Like can they really play cards? Right. Like and I love that scene because you see stripes just sitting there like staring at the cards and. Right. Like, that one's dressed as a woman and like looks over at the other gremlin and looks over at Stripe and whispers in his ear. So she's like, I'm assuming basically it's telling him he's cheating. So Stripe <laughs> pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. That, right. Yeah. Like, see, and that's the thing. He just pulls out a gun. Like, okay, logistically speaking, where did he get that gun? Like, <laughs> right. for real. Like, how much damage and havoc have they been wreaking to where he would come across a fucking pistol? Well, that, and you have like, and where would they get all those clothes? I mean, you had a gremlin that had a uh, freaking right. rain jacket on as the flasher gremlin, and somehow he found a jacket that fit him. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and, and that's where it's it's very silly, but at the same time, I think that the kind of the bed that they made with this movie, the, the tone that they set up, it kind of allows that and allows you to kind of not dip into this is so ridiculous that it's stupid territory, but just keep it fun, you know? And I yeah. never feel like they ever cross that line, even if the gremlins are wearing clothes. You, you guys know, uh, I'll let you take a guess. You know what <clears throat> character pisses me off the most in this film? Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, human or animatronic? A human. <laughs> okay. Um... I'm going to say Judge Reinhold's character. No, I love him. <laughs> mm, is it, I always, I think I keep getting her name wrong. Is it Kate? Oh, Phoebe uh, Kate? Phoebe, yeah, no, yeah. The one that says girlfriend. Nope. Dan? Uh, Zach Galligan? No, it's fucking little Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is a dick. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, he's like the fucking Corey worst. Yeah. Oh, he was such, like, especially when he spills the water on Gizmo and the, he's like, all like, oh wow, what the hell is happening? And then he goes and tries to touch one of uh, Stripe, I think, and Stripe tries to bite him. And as soon as he tries to bite him, he's like uninterested and goes, oh yeah, cool, and just walks away like <laughs> know asshole. He's, he's like, can I have one now? And like Zach Elligan never like answers him. Billy, mm -hmm. I ke I kept forgetting he was in this fucking movie. Yeah, because he's and only like, in it for a very short amount of time. Right, and even after I watched the movie, and and you just said his name, I forgot again. <laughs> like I like from the time that I watched this, from the time that we're podcasting, I forgot that he was in this movie for real. Um, I don't think that 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 kind of thing really takes away from anything, though. I think it's actually kind of funny. It's like, oh wow, there's fucking Corey Feldman in this movie. Yeah, okay. no, I just thought he was a little asshole. But well, I do think oh, yeah, he was asshole. right. But, but it also was, brings up the question: is why is Billy, who's working at a bank, so I'm assuming at least 18 years old, hanging right. out with what I would assume is like a eight or nine year old Corey Feldman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and why does he still live with his parents? Yeah. I, well, they did say, like, I think a Judge Reinhold character did say, like, yeah, I know you're, you know, you're the one that's pretty much supporting your family and helping them pay the bills because his dad's that inventor that's uh -huh. not making any money. Right. right, right. Well, like, what I thought was funny is when the dad, like, finds Gizmo and he was just like, I have to get this for my son. It's exactly what I've been looking for. Like, what do you mean? You didn't even know the thing existed two minutes ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This is it. This is it. Yep. 
He's like uh, new and weird. Absolutely. Son of a bitch, I'm in. I'm bringing this home. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> right? I mean, let's all be fair. If we all seen Gizmo, we'd want to bring him home too. But after oh, absolutely. hearing the rules, I'd be like, okay, something's not right. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's like so true. whenever when everybody was big on you know the whole Furby craze. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a fucking Gizmo knockoff, even with the eyes twirling like he does. You know? Well, well, and shit. I'm gonna say something controversial. It's probably gonna piss off a lot of people. Here's but, uh, a chance. Baby Yoda is just a shaved fucking gizmo. That's so true. <laughs> I'm not even mad at that because that's so true. You can't deny that. It's like anytime anyone brings up Baby Yoda, I'm going, oh, you mean shaved Mogwai? Yes. <laughs> he is adorable, though. He is. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about the rest of the cast here. Because uh, you mentioned Judge Reinhold. We got Phoebe Cakes. Uh, Zach uh, Gulligan. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, you know, reprised his role along with Phoebe Cates. Uh, you mentioned the guy from Breaking Bad. Young... Oh, fucking oh, Mike yes, Armstrong is in this movie. Yeah. Holy shit. Tick, tick, Walter. Yep, like with, a, that... with, with actual hair. Yes. <laughs> he looks so young in this. He, he he's, he's by far my favorite character on Breaking Bad. So to Same. see him in this movie, it's just fantastic. Dan got so mad at me. I was like, God, who is that? And yeah. he's like, Baby, are you kidding me right now? I'm like, no. And he's like, and then he like did a quote, and I was just, he's like, it's he's from Breaking Bad. I was like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. I've only seen the show run through once. I don't know it as well as you do. We're gonna, and he, he gets so mad when I don't know a Breaking Bad question. We're doing a Breaking Bad marathon in the beginning of the year. No, we're not. <laughs> I like the show a lot. After but, Star Wars. No, why are you trying to ruin my 2021? <laughs> <laughs> Baby. No. You saw Bill Burr kill it today. You know what's up. Anyway, so back to <laughs> Gremlins, guys. Um, now, what did you guys think of the story of, or the plot to tell of where he goes into, uh, he gives him to the science teacher, and he's trying to feed him a Snickers? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. okay, you're a science teacher that understands, like, these creatures. Why would you try to give it chocolate, for one? <laughs> right. Right. Snickers paid money to be in the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. and would you just leave Gizmo with that guy? Like, but you kept well, all the I like I would. Well, he didn't leave Gizmo. He left one of the uh, other non-named uh, Mogwai with him. Oh, no, okay. he left Gizmo with him. Nope, Gizmo was with him back at the house. Oh, well, he... no, because Gizmo was um, hiding under the helmet. Remember? Yeah, that was at uh, that was at Billy's house with all the cocoons. Yeah, that that was weird. Well, he drew blood from Gizmo, though. Nope, that was the uh, one of the replicants, the one that's not Stripe. Is it really? Yep. Yeah, because because that's the only downside about Gremlins One is they made besides Stripe, they made all the other Mogwai look exactly like Gizmo, so Uh, it was hard to tell. Where they differentiated them in part two to make them recognizable as characters. Well, that makes so much more sense. I always thought it was Gizmo. Like, I was like, why would he just leave him there? Well, okay, let's talk about this teacher, though, for a second, first of all. (laughs) Okay, so he takes blood from him, whatever, okay. But when he tries to feed him, like, would you just fucking blindly put your arm down there? Like, oh, here, little buddy, like, whatever. It was so stupid. And on top of that, I got to say it, guys. I I try to, you know, not bring this up. But, like, one of the creepiest teachers ever. Like, the kids are leaving and he's, like, running after him, falling. He's just like, 
hey guys, he's like, you guys can get me a Christmas present if you want. Like, dude, yeah, sure, we'll take it to be nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, uh, step away from the children, sir. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, that is the thirstiest teacher I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> that is hilarious. But <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I honestly, though, to be to be real, when you break all those scenes down. Um, I feel like you could have taken him out of the movie and and kind of got across what you wanted to get across in those scenes with the main characters or some other place, like in a very short, shorter way. Because I, I understand that you need it for certain things, but at the same time, like the the actor who played that guy, I don't think he added anything like really good. He didn't add. You any... think they should have got like a bigger name? They just could have. They they just could have done it in a million different like, other put a ways. Christopher Lloyd in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. yeah Christopher Lloyd would have been yeah. great. Like uh, have him reprise his doc role. <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, they had the mom, Lorraine's mom from uh, Back to the Future, as uh, you know, Billy's mom in this. So, yep. I mean, it could have happened. Yeah, it's funny. Like we watched Back to the Future, and we did that episode uh, on all three of them, and it's so many things are like getting thrown back into on a lot of these shows that we're podcasting. It always comes back to Back to the Future. And like, there's another older gentleman in this movie too, who's in Back to the Future as well. So, yeah. It's crazy those connections. Yeah, but but Ross Spielberg, so he likes to connect. There is also though. There's one scene where like the music. I was like starting to think that the same composer did both movies as well. Um, th- there's just that classic feel, you know. And we talk about what all these different attributes that make up that, but we all know what it is, you know. You get that just that certain quality of film that Spielberg delivers that that all these guys, you know, generally tend to push out all the time. So, yeah, I, th- this film, I don't know, for me, it, it was just from front to back, it just, it screams good quality to me. Right. And, like, I, I just enjoy the fuck out of it. And I think that at the end of the day, when you're watching a Christmas movie, you just want to have fun. And you Get know some Christmas atmosphere. Yeah, and you mentioned that bar scene, like, dude, that, <laughs> like, that shit is so hilarious. Every shot, you can find so much in in it to where you can pick apart, and and you know they're all doing different stuff, but it's all equally hilarious. Now, guys. I want to get into the uh, minute detail here of when you know the guy uh, comes back for after all the chaos and everything goes down, and I mean people obviously died during this. Right. I mean, I mean you don't know for certain, but I mean it's pretty much assumed that they died, like the teacher and you know. Yeah, uh, you see Mrs. Deagle just like laying still on the ground after flying out the window, so you're she's definitely <laughs> fucking dead. So, yeah. So I mean all that happens is the old dude comes back to pick up his but he was like you did not heed the warnings but you didn't even know like he was you know pretty much just you know insinuating that he was stolen that gizmo was stolen he was and but he was just like you did not heed the warnings well how did he know that he because he wasn't there when it happened anyways well the, the gr- reason he knows that is because uh when he's going to pick up gizmo he as he's bending over to grab the box to put gizmo in he looks up and sees them talking about little green monsters on the news yes <laughs> Right. But he didn't, like, seem phased by it, like, at all. No. And he was probably like, ugh, stupid white but the dad, uh, He's an old man who's been around the block. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm saying. But what I'm saying like is people, people literally died, and all the dad has to say is, 
You know, I'm truly sorry. Well, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, let me... Why are you apologizing to that guy? You need to, like, go tell everybody what the fuck happened. Let me ask you a question, <laughs> though. Why did the newscaster get it wrong? Like, it was almost like the newscaster was trying to cover it up or something. Right. Yeah. Like, that that point was just odd to me. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Because then I'm starting to think, like, well, did the government, like, step in and try and cover it up or something like that? Because, yeah, literally, they, they blamed it on what? Like, it's just, it, was, it was something crazy. So it was basically implying that, like, the gremlins didn't exist and, like, what? What's going on? You know? Like and the bar's like on fire hysteria. for some reason. Yeah. And uh, one thing I do have to bring up, because we haven't brought him up at all yet. Fucking Dick Miller as Mr. Futterman. I fucking love Dick Miller. Oh my god. Oh, he was great in this movie too. Like like he's obviously like the old like the old man accidental racist talking about like, like <laughs> his war stories and like his drunken uh worries about gremlins and the aircrafts during WWII. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what it's based off of is you know the yeah. original tale of gremlins. So yeah, I mean that's the fo- the gremlins folklore. It's true. It's that's that's a real thing. I didn't even know there was gremlin folklore. That's so dope. I, yeah, I learned that from uh, Looney Tunes. Ah. <laughs> Hey, but hey, but that's all, folks. I love him in the sequel as well. I love that they brought him back for that. Is the sequel yeah. any good? I've never seen it. Oh my I, god, the sequel is insane. Uh, what do you mean? It's so much fun. Like it's, it's you get girl gremlin. All right, wait. Yep. Is the is Gremlins two a Christmas movie? No. no. Oh, okay. No. no, Gremlins two basically throws out the horror elements and goes full blown fucking Looney Tunes. I mean, you get whole fucking Sweet. Kogan in the movie. Are you serious? Yes, mm-hmm. it's like. Like, they've got, like, and probably some of the best monster effects I have ever seen, because, like, some of the gremlins in that look freaking incredible when they mutate, because there's experimental stuff that happens. Right. But you get, like, a ton of amazing cameos, like, fucking uh, Christopher Lee is in it. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, there's, like, like pretty much Joe Dante just called in all of his favors for all of his uh, actor friends and brought him in the movie. He directed the sequel as well, too. That's cool, man. Yep, because he told uh, Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers did not want a sequel originally, and then the popularity of Gremlins took off so much that they're like, okay, yeah, we'd like you to come in for a sequel, and he's going, only way I'm going to do a sequel is if you let me do what the hell I want to do, no holds bar. And right. they gave him full reign, and yeah, it's it's literally Looney Tunes. Like, I mean, they even well, have... Wait a minute. So, I okay, this is something that I don't understand then for a second. Why aren't there 14 of these movies then? Because the, the movie was a classic. If you guys are saying the sequel is great as well... Uh, the sequel became uh, more of like a cult classic like over time. People didn't really like it when it first came out yeah. right okay but don't do you think though this franchise is popular enough to keep up with some of the heavy hitters like i think that they could fucking make these movies and make them batshit crazy and it, and it would be so much fun and like we said you know you got the christmas one obviously in the first one you could you could kind of keep it themed like that and take on different directions shit like that they, they just made tremors 17 i know <laughs> other so only two or three gremlins There's you know only two gremlins yeah. I mean, but I, I have to say, like, they could have, but I think it's after part two, they're probably going, I don't know what else we could really do at this point. And right. then uh, I am, at the, me being the fan that I am of both movies, I am thankful that they didn't just drag it on and, like, add more sequels because it probably would have became, like, Tremors and just been, like, a lot of CGI crap and just they wouldn't have done the puppeteering. 
What, what about now? What about now? Do you guys think that if they revived it now, it would be popular? If they re- either oh, remade it, rather a remake or whatever, yeah. Yep, because yeah. yeah, like I said, they're doing that script for part. The script for part three is already done, and someone oh. had already said that they have already are pretty much guaranteeing that everything's going to be animatronic, animatronic puppets. So they're yeah. kind of keeping with the old school thought because I, that's the only fear that a lot of people had is will they do yeah. CGI with the gremlins? No, you don't need that. No, that's not the way to go with it at all. No. Absolutely. And and the thing is, too, it's, I don't know, I feel like watching that movie it was so rich and, like, we can do so much with this. Yes. Like, because, uh, yeah, they're doing that. They also have the animated, like, Mogwai Adventures or something like that that's supposed to be coming out. That's, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But, yeah, there's, that is coming out. So, like, the popularity of Gremlins is there because, I mean, NECA stills making, like, a ton of these gremlin figures funko pop releases a ton of gremlin figures freaking i mean hell there's an advent calendar for gremlins so <laughs> gremlins is still like who the hell would the buy cult- one of those i think right. it's be a drinking game for whoever listens to this episode for as many times as an advent <laughs> calendar <laughs> you gotta pick a white claw yes <laughs> white yes. claws and sangria all the way around for heather that's right that's right <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into our uh, final thoughts on the movie here. Uh, let's start with Heather. You know, I, I do not love this movie as much as Scott does, but I definitely have an appreciation for it. I think it's a really fun family film. I I feel like it's something that you can put on with a group of people and everyone's going to probably enjoy it. There's right. enough comedy. There's enough, I don't want to say horror, but there's just enough of like batshit crazy stuff happening that you'll be entertained. Um, I find Gizmo's voice annoying, to be quite frank. Spike, and when he says Gizmo at uh, the end, that's one of my favorite lines. Yes. Um, and I really like the uh, the standoff at the end. So great movie. It's a great holiday watch. Um, and the puppeteering and the practical effects, like you can't touch. They still hold up today. I'm glad I saw it in the theater. Right on. Glad yeah. you joined me with that one. That was a fun experience. So what what is your rating out of five? Out of five? Uh, I'll give it a 4.5 out of five. Yeah, that makes me happy. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, for me, um, you know, it, this movie is iconic. It's something I grew up with. Um, obviously, like, I've had a confusion with it and what I classify it as, but apparently according to Dan, that doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) (laughs) You classify it as however you feel, Lacey. Oh, no, I would get into, like, heated debates with people on social media (laughs) about what this fucking movie was for. I was like, it's not! And they're like, the bitch gets thrown out the window. I was like, I don't care! But, no, I was like, it's a a comedy, but, like, I have, you know, I I don't think horror comedies are necessarily horror unless, like, there's gore. And there's not gore in this for me. So, you know, um, but that tree scene is really freaky. But, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. And I I really enjoy the sequel as well. Um, I I feel like Gizmo comes full circle in that. Yes. Um, I don't want to get into spoiler territory because Dan hasn't seen it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, I love the evolution of Gizmo into the sequel um, because, I mean, you feel bad for him in this one. You know, like he gets picked on and like right. he's like it, the runt of the litter. Yeah, yeah, even though like he's the one who formed them all. So like right. it's fucking weird. Yeah, he's technically it's their welcome. mother. Yeah, it's fucking You're fucking it, welcome. Like it's such a weird concept, but right. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I love you know, the backstory of, like, the different drafts of the film. Um, I 
I would, I am super excited to see if there is a part three uh, and if it is really dark because I would love to see a legitimate, no questions asked horror Gremlins film. Yeah. Like, no debate about it at all. I right. want, That's the film I want Lost to fucking see. I want to see the mom's head getting chopped up. I don't want to see the dog getting killed. But no. yes, I want to see the mom's head getting chopped up. <laughs> like, I'm fucking weird. I want to see, you know, the blind guy get his other eye blind. But <laughs> as, as long as like I would love to see that dark horror as long as they still add the mischievous fun that the gremlins have right because you gotta have the mischief they cause yeah I think that I think they can even go above and beyond with the mischief you right know? Yeah. Like, make it more crazy like let's fuck up all of, you know New York City or something but um <laughs> I mean they have them taking bong rips and just <laughs> they probably would in the third one right exactly <laughs> well like think about where the leprechaun series went. Yeah, that got crazy. Oh, God. Right. Oh, God. So I'm going to rate this. Like, it's it's very close to my heart. It's between a 4.5 and a 5. So if I'm on the fence about it, I mean, it's not a perfect film, and I do have issues with it. Right. But, I mean, I, I feel like I have to give it a 5. Yes, she did Yay. it. You did it, That's baby. It. Now, what about you, Dan? Um, Listen, I love this movie. I think that it definitely has those Christmas vibes and... For all the reasons that everybody just said, too, it's like the animatronics, um, the feeling of Christmas that it has, uh, obviously the savagery of it. And like I said, it's balancing all those things. And I think that's so fucking important because, you know, we obviously review a lot of movies, a lot of horror movies, um, and it's very few and far between you find certain movies that feel like they have a certain magic to them and you can attribute it to whoever attribute it to the director, Joe Dante to Spielberg producing it, Christopher Columbus, whatever, all these people combined, whoever is responsible for it. This movie came out with a tinge of magic on it. And um, I had no previous knowledge going into it really, except obviously I knew who Gizmo was and, and all those types of things, but I never, yeah, but I never really cared to watch it. And to watch it this late in my life and still feel that magic, I think that speaks volumes uh, to the movie. And I thought it was fantastic. It's a fucking five. Whoa. This, makes, this makes my gremlin nerd heart just beat a million times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Scott. All right. So uh, I'll, you know, I'll go through and just say, yeah, obviously this movie has its flaws. It's got its plot holes. Which you know they make fun of in part two. So I love that they they go like they break the fourth wall with it. Nice. But right um, but you know like even with those flaws and everything else, like the craftsmanship of everything that's done in this movie, it's got it's very fast paced. It's like I think an hour and forty five minutes, and it doesn't really drag. It like it's pretty much just nonstop. And then once the gremlins show up, it's just absolute chaos. So much crazy shit is going on. Like. Right. Like you could pretty much pause each scene where it's like gremlins and you could like just watch, like just stare at that spot for like 10 minutes, just picking out different things that are going on in the background. Um, (laughs) It's just pure chaos. And you know, like the puppeteering is amazing. The comedy and like the light blend of horror that it does have, like is just blended so well together. It has some weird tones with like the really dark stuff that Phoebe Cates says about her father. And then the whole, Like, the kitchen scene and all that. So there's some really dark, really, really dark moments in this. And then there's some, like, levity. So it's kind of a weird mix, but it, like, works so well. 
Um, and obviously, like, this is a five out of five for me because I it's pure <gasps> nostalgia, no, but I, I absolutely just I I'm a fucking nerd for this movie. I <laughs> I could watch this over and over and over again. I I never get bored of it. And I'm the same way with part two. Yeah, man. And I, I feel like, you know, Christmas time, the things that make make up of it, it's obviously getting into it when you watch these types of movies. But one of the main things as well is spending it with people that you love. So thank you both yeah. so much for coming on the 12 Days of Chasemus. Um, We love you guys so much. So we're going to let you promote your own show on ours. Yes. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so uh, tell our listeners what you have coming up. Have at it. All right. Shall I go, Heather? Yes, you go ahead. All right. <laughs> that's the normal um, deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the normal. You ask me this every time, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> every time. <laughs> but uh, we actually just recorded our uh, most recent episode, which will be our Christmas-themed uh, episode for the Friday Nightmares podcast. We had... Uh, Fellow podcaster Xander Kane from the Cemetery Gates podcast join us, and we talked five different Christmas horror films, and like, if and pretty much just asked the question if they represented Christmas or not, like the feel of Christmas in them, and like we talked about uh, was it Christmas Evil, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, El Dia de la Bestia, also known as Day of the Beast, which was Xander's pick. Uh, then we did Krampus and Better Watch Out. Oh, but I just said it was a lot. It was a blast recording that with Xander, and always a blast recording with Heather because we just have a lot of fun together. Well, at least I have fun. I don't know. We if have enough fun. It's <laughs> fun listening. <laughs> we have fun, Scotty. It is fun listening to you. Yeah, guys. you guys have great banter. You guys are the fucking best. That's <laughs> why we you. love having you back. So open invitation to uh, come back on on our little show. You know. We are honored every time you guys grace us with your presence. Well, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. You guys are a blast, Christmas. though. You're funny as fuck, and I love <laughs> I love it. It's so entertaining. Always a good time. Yeah, I always have a blast being on the show with you guys. All right, Scott, we're going to let you take us out uh, with the uh, uh, gizmo uh, singing here. <laughs> I- I'm not kidding. This is happening. Uh, awesome. From Lacey and Dan, peace out. A-town down. Peace. Take it away, Scott. Because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house. Chewy? <laughs> I like that, but I can't hit that high note. Oh, that was amazing. Good job, guys. <laughs>